Good morning. What a great way to begin worship this morning. Thank you so much to our uh, bell ringers and to Jim for uh, continuing to press on uh, with our music program. So it is good. Here we are on Pentecost Sunday. Uh, you'll note the color has changed and the candles are lit as we celebrate uh, the day that we're told in scripture when the promised Holy Spirit came upon uh, those waiting for it. So we'll hear that scripture in a little bit. And of course, also in the uh, United States, we uh, this weekend we honor um, Memorial Day weekend. So all of this uh, comes together this morning. A welcome to those of you in the sanctuary. A welcome to those of you who are joining us via Facebook or Armstrong Cable. Uh, this morning, for those of us in the sanctuary, 
Uh, our office administrator has run off an orange bulletin, also a flame. If she would have run off on red, you wouldn't have been able to read them. Um, those of you at home, uh, you will note this morning, again, we have one camera angle. Nothing is wrong other than uh, since December, we have been completely uh, running our broadcast booth on volunteers. So heartfelt thanks to those who are able to be up there. Uh, this week, we just have uh, Carolyn Turnbull on sound. Uh, no one on the camera in the slides. So it'll be one, one screen and uh, hopefully um, you'll, those of you joining us uh, via Armstrong Cable will be able to hear all that happens here. Um, I, was, I was thinking, I've had a few. Well, first of all, thank you for my great party last week where everyone was able to be there. It was a terrific amount of fun and I appreciated the greetings and well wishes from everyone. I realize it has created a little bit of confusion over when is my last Sunday. Um, I had someone say to me last week, oh, I was so glad I could hear your last sermon. Um, I've had two people say to me this week, I think today is your last Sunday. Neither of those are true. Um, today uh, is, uh, I, I will be here. The next two weeks, my husband and I are on vacation. Uh, we're heading to South Carolina for our son's wedding. And so um, Jane Ellen will be with you next Sunday and celebrating communion. Uh, Sarah Miller will be preaching on the 11th, and that is always, I know uh, both of those women sharing with you, is always a good thing. And then I will be back, I will be back on uh, June 18th uh, with Celebrate Father's Day, Graduation Sunday, and that will be my last Sunday. You will be, uh, you will be welcoming your new pastor on uh, July 2nd. So if you feel like it's a little bit confusing, it probably is. But I do want to let you know I'll be back. Ah, so with that, uh, this morning, again, you'll find uh, the order of worship. For those of you here in the sanctuary, you find the order of worship here in your bulletin. Our call to worship comes, well, all of our, uh, our hymns this morning uh, come from our uh, red hymnal. So if you, would, if you are able to stand, please do so. You will find your call to worship in your red hymnal on page 335, 335. It's like the old days, right? Three years ago, using the hymnal. Uh, so the words, let us join in this unison invitation to the Holy Spirit. O God, the Holy Spirit, come to us and among us. Come as the wind and cleanse us. Come as the fire and burn, come as the dew and refresh, convict, convert, and consecrate many hearts and lives to our great good and to thy greater glory. And this we ask for Jesus' sake. Amen. Our opening hymn uh, is found on page 558. A couple comments as we begin uh, this hymn, you'll find it on the uh, bottom of the page. I've taken out the first verse, and I'll tell you why, because the verse first says, uh, the church is not a building, the church is not a steeple, the church is not a resting place, the church is a people. I do believe that the church is the people, and I also know from being here at Stone, that Stone Church is the building. 
This building is so important to the community of Meadville. Everything we host here, um, from AA and NA to the Children's Center to the soup kitchen, the care of this building is significant for us who worship here and for those who come here. So I'm not going to sing that the church is not a building. I also know that the church is a resting place. There are some times when we need to be here in the morning and just rest. So I'm not going to sing that either. So we are going to start with verse 2 when we get to that and sing through verse 5. for the Holy Spirit that has come upon us. We offer these gifts. Use all that's been given in order that all might know your love, 
your peace and your power. Amen. You may be seated, except for the kids. And I'm happy there's at least three of you here. Good, 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 good. Good morning. Good to see you. Any fishing? Any fishing this week? Oh, what, where, where is it at? Is it? Oh, Canadota Lake. Oh, that'll be nice. So some. Well, good. That's good to go fishing. And Riley, any fishing? Are you, no, you're not into fishing. I'm not I'm good at fishing. Well, anyway, good you're here. I hope you were noticing because I said in the beginning, like we don't have the same colors. Last week we had white because we were still celebrating Easter. And this morning, we have red, red, red on the front of the pulpit, and all the lights, all the candles, because this is a special day. And I'm going to read you the story of what happened on this day that they call Pentecost. So remember, we've been going, Jesus had that horrible thing happen, and he died on the cross, and then God raised him from the dead on Sunday morning that we call Easter. And then he showed up to his disciples and his friends and taught them all kinds of stuff. And then he said, but I can't stay with you forever like this. And last week we heard the story that he said, I want you to go. I want you to stay. Sorry, I want you to stay in Jerusalem. That was this city. And I want you to wait for this gift I'm going to give you. And it's going to be the Holy Spirit. And this is what happens. So they're all gathered, the, his disciples and his friends and the people who believed in him. And it says this. A gust of wind blasted through the house in Jerusalem. So it wasn't like a breeze. It wasn't like, it was like big wind. The disciples jumped up from the table. Andrew grabbed the bread. John and James grabbed the cups. The tablecloth flew into the air. Plates crashed to the floor. That's not exactly all in the Bible, but that's how this person who's writing it thinks it happened. The disciples were celebrating the festival of Pentecost, and now their meal was a mess. Andrew dropped the bread in, in surprise. A flame of fire floated over each disciple's head. The flames were bright red, orange, and yellow, but they weren't hot. Andrew pointed to the flames and said, look. The disciples looked. John and James dropped their cups. Peter and Simon's eyes grew wide. Bartholomew, these are all the disciples. Bartholomew's and, and Philip's mouth dropped open wide. Matthew, Thomas, Matthias gasped. Thaddeus and the other James pointed to Andrew's head and said, You have a flame on the top of your head too. Suddenly, the disciples began to speak in different languages Latin, Greek, Arabic, all the languages of the whole world. They rushed, and they didn't know them. They just, it's like the spirit gave them ability to do that. They rushed outside. We are filled with God's spirit, shouted Matthew. God is the ruler of all, Philip exclaimed. The church filled with Jewish people from many countries who had come to celebrate Pentecost in Jerusalem. Every person, no matter where they had come from, heard the disciples speaking about God's power in their own language. Wow. The people couldn't believe their ears. Some in the crowd sneered. They couldn't believe that the disciples could speak all the languages, but many others were amazed. 
Peter yelled and said, each of you hears our words in your own language. Only God's spirit has made this possible. See? So there's all the disciples. And they were all together like us, you know? And they could only speak, say here, we could only speak English. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they could speak so that other people could understand them and could learn about Jesus. So we still have the, the Holy Spirit doesn't usually work like that with us with different languages now. I think it still could. But mostly it works in us so that when we speak words that are kind and loving, that other people can understand that Jesus loves them like Jesus loves us. So thanks for listening. Say a prayer and you can go out to Children's Church today. And today's the last day of Sunday school for the year. And then we have summer vacation. So let's pray. God, thank you for Riley, for Luke and Jake. Thank you for all the ways that uh, you work in our lives and help us be kind uh, to all kinds of people. Uh, thank you for your love that comes through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Off you go. Off you go, and off com up comes the uh, bell choir for another piece for this morning, recognizing Memorial Day.
thank you, Jim and Ringers. Great uh, celebration. So this uh, morning now we are going to hear the, the story of Pentecost that comes to us from the book of Acts. It's interesting how the kids' version uh, added a few more details to the story that might not be here in the actual uh, translation. But it did help, did help us think about um, what we're told here about the coming of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the disciples were already gathered for this Jewish holiday called Pentecost. That is not a Christian holiday in itself. It has become one, of course. Um, but while they're gathered, um, well, let's hear it. There's a rush of wind. Again, not a quiet breeze. So listen now to the story of the coming of the Holy Spirit. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of violent wind and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them and a tongue rested on each of them. And all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. At this sound, the crowd gathered and they were bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthenians, Medes, Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phygria and Pamphylia, Egypt and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they're filled with new wine. But Peter, Peter standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them, men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it's only nine o'clock in the morning. No. This is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. Even upon my slaves, both men and women, in those days I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. And the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. And then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Oh God, we come today open open to the Holy Spirit. Allow it to blow into us and through us and change us 
Amen. This is such a great story. It begins with the disciples, first of all, actually doing what Jesus told them to do. That was not always a given, but here they are. Um, They've waited together in Jerusalem. And then the promised gift of the Holy Spirit is delivered. It is not neatly wrapped, not, didn't come in a bow. But what we hear is that it came like a tornado, kind of wind blowing through, with something like tongues of fire on people's heads. Voices raised, ears opened, a time of confusion, like amazement and astonishment. And then Peter, right, of course it's Peter, Peter raises his voice and confidently says, I know what's going on. As we look back, we know that that would be Peter. I know what's going on. This is exactly what Jesus promised. And not only that, this is exactly what the prophets foretold. And then he quotes Joel. But if you look into it, it's also been told about the spirit coming. We also read about it in Isaiah in Ezekiel and Zechariah, there was a long history in the Jewish tradition that a Holy Spirit or a, a spirit would come and dwell with these people. God's spirit poured out on all flesh. All flesh. Old, young, sons, daughters, slaves, free then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So let's back up and look at who is the all flesh in this story. And how did they come to know the name of the Lord? Verse 4 says um, that these disciples, in expansive, not just the, those names, but those all gathered, began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now this does not mean speaking in tongues, at least not here. That's not what's going on. What we're told is that these uh, believers who the Holy Spirit came upon them are able to speak and they're identified as all Galileans, which would mean all speaking in the same dialect, the same language. They've been given this grace, this strange ability that they could not have worked for. It was a gift to speak in languages that other persons could hear. So in this story, we get that long list of the names of people that have come here from Crete or Arabia, all these people, all these different tribes and nations. They're drawn to this because they've heard this confusion, but they've also heard these new disciples speaking in their own tongues. In verse 5, what are we told? Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And the, the sound, the crowd gathered and were bewildered because each one of them heard these disciples speaking in their own language. All flesh. Because the disciples were willing to wait that part we could stay with for a while. Because the disciples were willing to wait, to be open to receiving the Holy Spirit, those outside their gathering could hear the good news of Jesus Christ. 
almost certainly, almost certainly for the first time. So, right, the question we ask each Sunday when we read the scripture is what does this have to do with us, right? If we say it's a living word, which we proclaim as Christians, that scripture is a living word, that means it continues to have something new to say to us. What does it say to us? Pentecost 2023 here at Stone Church, both for us inside and out. I want to note that in this passage, and I think this is really important to understand this particular passage, the gift of the Holy Spirit is not primarily for those who receive it. Now, we will have many scriptures uh, moving on in Acts and Paul's letters and the words of Jesus that talk about the Holy Spirit coming to us and giving us comfort or correction for those receiving it. But that's not what this particular story is about. In this story, all these Galileans received the Holy Spirit not so that they would know more about Jesus, but so that those outside would know more about God's power as revealed in this one they have come to know as Jesus the Christ. What this comes to mean for the early gathering of believers is pretty wild. Um, this small group of believers within a few days grows, what we're told is grows, grows exponentially. In Acts 2.41, we hear that so those who welcomed his message, and that's Peter's, so those who welcomed his message were baptized, and that day about 3,000 persons were added. Now what you need to remember is that the 3,000 who were added were not exactly like those who are already there. Those who are already there were Galileans, were these early believers in Jesus. But as the word was spoken through the gift of the Holy Spirit to those outside, those gathered were brand new people. 3,000 added. The description of the beginning that, we, uh, I don't, that we'll get to in Acts um, is that they had all things in common. No one was in need. That they worshiped together, they ate together, they prayed together. But not too far into the book of Acts, you begin to hear conflict. Not too far into Paul's letters, you hear that there was a variety of disagreements about how we should worship, what we should believe, what we should eat and not eat, how should we behave and live together. Because the people gathered were different. And through it all, the Holy Spirit remained, guiding, guarding, correcting them, inspiring them into this expanding grasp of what it meant that all flesh, all flesh, all people, not just a small group, but all people were to uh, hear the good news of Jesus Christ and know God's love. Back. Wait, we didn't answer it. What does that have to do with us? I mean, that's all well and good. That's now like 2,000 years ago. 
What does it have to do with us? Here's, of course you know, I'm gonna tell you what I think it has to do with us. That you and me need to be so open to the Holy Spirit and remembering that it is a gift that the way we speak and serve and witness and worship draws others to Christ, draws others in that is in outside of us. We need to expect, anticipate, even hope that those drawn to Christ through us aren't just like us. What? Right? Hmm. Not just Galileans, as they say. Um, I grew up most of my life, although I was born in Jamestown, I grew up most of my life since third grade until I graduated from high school in Hudson, Ohio, which is a suburb in between Akron and Cleveland. No one was from there. Everybody moved there from somewhere. I had one person that I knew in my senior class, and I'm sure there were a few others, that had actually gone through entire 12 years of school there. That was my experience. Our church that I grew up in, although, as I've told you, was very homogeneous in its uh, certain nature, um, no one was from there. We all had moved there from somewhere else. My family had moved from New York. My other family had moved from, my friend had moved from Illinois. When I came to Meadville, uh, Dave and I graduated from Allegheny and got jobs here. And then when I went into ministry and began serving a couple of rural churches, I was so fascinated and it really opened my eyes to what does this mean to be from here? I would ask people, are you from here? Oh, no, I'm from, and they would describe a town that was like literally four miles away. But that made no sense to me. That made no sense to me then because I was from a place where no one was from there. Over these years, because I'm from here now, um, Dave and I have been married 41 years. We've lived in Meadville since we graduated from Allegheny, however many 40 whatever years, 43 years ago. I'm from here. And so I know what it feels like to be an insider now and to want people to be, oh, you're from here, I know who you are. It's a challenge, and it's going to be a challenge for you, welcoming a new pastor after me having been here for 12 years. You're going to be welcoming someone who's not from here, who comes with incredible gifts and graces. What does it mean in the congregation now as we move through this time of disaffiliation? It appears that something like um, the last numbers I saw were we have 760 churches in our conference. The last number I saw was that we were going to be voting on the disaffiliation of 299 churches. That is a lot of churches. So what we are going to be invited to do as a church that remains United Methodist is to be opening, is to open up, is to say whoever you are in whatever church you've come from, Methodist or not Methodist, non-believer, I've never been in a church in my life, that we say, we want you to feel welcome here. We want you to feel part of here because you come with your own gifts and graces. The Holy Spirit has come upon all flesh. 
What does this mean for uh, this congregation, for Bethany, for other churches, when it says all flesh? That the Galileans were now joined by 3,000 different people? We're told young and old, men and women. I'd say in a church, if we are white, we hope, we'll work for that our church will be welcoming to persons of color. If you're a person of color, you will work and hope that the church will look diverse. If we're straight, we invite gay persons to be part of our life together. If you're gay, you're welcome straights as well. If we're rich or poor, poor or rich, if we've walked in, if we've been wheeled in, if we walk with a cane, if we leap and run, however we got here, whoever we are, if we're married or single or divorced or a single parent or widow, whatever, right? Employed, unemployed, retired, looking for a job in school. There are so many ways that we can be different and have the spirit come upon us that all flesh shall see it together. Uh, it's part of the Messiah that we sing and all flesh shall see it together. So the Pentecost spirit, what do I think it has to do with us? My prayer is that that Pentecost spirit falls on us, the people of stone, that it blows open, right? Remember that crashing wind? that it blows open our preconceived notions about who is in and who is out, that we're able to speak in a way that others, everyone can understand, that we would be moved, blown away into a newness of a renewed spirit. That is our prayer. That is uh, the gift. Let us be open to it. Amen. Amen. But so there is this um, wonderful hymn in our hymnal that is uh, rooted in a spiritual. And we almost always just sing it at uh, Worldwide Communion Sunday. But it's a really great hymn for this morning. 548. Uh, you can remain seated. And the, the uh, hymn is, In Christ There Is No East or West.
we give thanks this morning for the gift of the Holy Spirit that continues to fall upon us and all flesh. Um, we give thanks for this church as a building, as a resting place, as a place of welcome. We give thanks uh, this day for those who uh, have offered their very lives for us and for families that have um, lost uh, loved ones in uh, military service. Particularly this weekend, I know in Meadville and tomorrow that the Memorial Day service is honoring our Vietnam vets. And so we lift them up today as well. The beautiful flowers on the altar this morning are part of a celebration. Um, they are in recognition of Anne and Bob uh, Finney's anniversary. So we give thanks for, we give thanks for that. Uh, prayer concerns, I heard this morning that one of our, um, our stone people, Janet, fell and broke her arm. And so we pray for Janet and Glenn as they uh, go through time of recovering and some limits. Our prayers today continue for those who grieve. Um, prayers for those dealing with treatment of uh, various kinds. Prayers this uh, day for our veterans and for a commitment that we need to make to care for those who have offered service. Um, I continue to say that the best way we honor our veterans is by working for peace and for finding ways that we can keep more people out of conflict, um, find more peaceful resolutions, whatever that might look like in the world. So we know uh, our hearts are, are heavy um, as there is so much conflict that remains. So we're going to trust that God knows us and hears us. Let us pray. Uh, oh God, thank you for being uh, with us in the presence of the Holy Spirit this morning. Thank you for drawing this body together those gathered in the sanctuary and those who join us in so many different ways. Thank you for allowing us to continue to live out what the disciples knew was that your presence and your call in their lives that we might know it in ours. We give thanks this day for this weekend, for the beauty of this season, we give you thanks for all the ways that you are alive in the world. For all the ways that you have given us um, possibilities for ministry. This day, we lift up those in need. Those who've had accidents and illnesses. Those who continue to grieve. Those who continue to uh, go through treatments our young people who are making decisions right now about employment in school, our older persons who are making decisions now about um, where they might live. Oh God, uh, grant us grace this day. Grant us the grace this day and this weekend to be thankful for our democracy and to be committed to maintaining it. All of this, all of this we pray for ourselves and for the people of the world, especially those living in places of conflict. So hear us now 
as we pray always in the name of Jesus. Hear us now as we pray together the prayers that we have, the prayer that we have been taught to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Just a couple of reminders as we leave uh, worship this morning. Uh, we continue to collect shoes, new and gently used shoes that will um, be shared. And uh, also, well, it's too complicated to go into an announcement. Just trust um, that they will benefit our Erie United Methodist Alliance ministry. Um, that is going on. And also we continue to collect paper products for our Fairview Fairmont ministry. So that is what's going on. The office is closed tomorrow uh, in honor of Memorial Day, but we'll be back open on Tuesday. So with that, let us go forth singing. Our closing hymn is found on page 545 in your hymnal. If you would uh, stand, if you're able, and we're going to sing verses 1, 2, and 5.
begin again. Uh, now, filled with the Holy Spirit, go forth in God's grace um, to proclaim the good news to all who will hear it, so that all flesh shall know it together. Amen.